Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest-running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of two college athletes. He has a wealth of experience to share. Here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks. Welcome to episode 371 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. The Athletic Scholarship Podcast is a weekly 15-minute recruiting education podcast and is part of the Recruit Me education business. My name is Brent Hanks, and I am the owner and CEO of Recruit Me. Recruit Me's goal is to provide you, whether you are a potential student-athlete or the parent of a potential student-athlete, with as many free and inexpensive recruiting resources as possible. You can find the Athletic Scholarship Podcast on your favorite podcast app. And a new episode hits every Tuesday. The Athletic Scholarship Podcast is the world's longest-running recruiting education podcast. Other resources that RecruitMe provides are the free Recruiting Power Pack, which is available on the recruit-me.com website. You get a download with the first steps to an athletic scholarship, an audio file about how to use videos, and a free player profile template. Just sign up on the recruit-me.com homepage. Also, you can sign up for the free Recruit Me monthly newsletter that gives you monthly recruiting tips, advice, and links to last month's The Athletic Scholarship podcast episodes. The Recruit Me 3.0 Athletic Scholarship system gives you a 200-plus page manual and workbook to take you step-by-step through your personalized recruiting journey. You can get the Recruit Me 3.0 system for only $39. You will get the seven steps to an athletic scholarship and much, much more. Step one, select the right schools to contact. Step two, write a great introductory email. Step three, create your one-page player profile. Step four, build your own recruiting questionnaire. Step five, track your communications. Step six, send one-page updates. And step seven, make your school choice wisely. Go to recruit-me.com to get your recruiting plan today. Let's get into part two of the interview with Carl Barkley of D3 Direct. Last week's episode, episode 370, covered Carl's background, his basketball recruiting journey, and we got started on how Carl sees social media for your recruitment. Today we will cover a social media game plan and get into the positives of being able to play in the NCAA Division III level and how emailing and social media helps you get noticed by college coaches. And we say at at Recruit Me that if there's a thousand student athletes, there's going to be a thousand different recruiting journeys. But when for probably a majority of the prospective student athletes is a good time to start putting your information out there for recruiting purposes on social media? I see profiles all the time for like 2020, class of 2027, which is just way too early. I don't think there is such an urgency and such a just, yeah, a rush these days. I don't think anyone really needs to do it before the start of their junior year. I think try to enjoy high school, try to grow up, try to focus on being where you are, enjoying that experience before you rush into getting to the next place. I would say at the start of your junior year, kind of that fall, get your ducks in a row and put together a profile, make a recruiting email. Again, it's your or some derivation of it. Yeah, start to put that information together. And then your goal should be to focus on what you can control, which is your performance in the classroom and your performance in your sport. And then kind of through that year, be doing some outreach to the schools that you've researched and that you're interested in. And then uh, hopefully that summer, you find some events that those schools are going to be in attendance for and you get some exposure in that way. And by the time you're a senior, you know 
you have a sense of where you're applying and, and what schools are interested in or what, what schools are interested in you and what schools maybe you need to do a little more outreach in. But I never advise anyone start before uh, their, their junior year. Are there any other social media points that you want to bring out? I think just be authentic. Like don't try to present yourself in, in a way that isn't you. I know NIL has become a big talking point in college athletics. And, you know, a lot of the people who are successful in that space have a really authentic presence on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is. And so I think just like just show up as yourself and share about things that you're interested in. Don't do it just to try to create a brand. Yeah, I think just be authentic. How often do you think a prospective student athlete should be putting some stuff on social media posts? And then what kind of stuff? I mean, uh, like highlights, you see some people doing workouts uh, off season, kind of saying, hey, I'm working hard in the off season. What kind of stuff do you think coaches are looking for when they're going through social media uh, videos? Coaches don't have a ton of time. So I, I don't think they're sitting there like, I mean, they are, they will scroll social, but they're not going to, I don't think they're going to be overly concerned if you aren't posting something every week, but, but yeah, maybe if you, if you have a workout going, you just like set your phone down and film it and then find a couple good clips and, and share that every once in a while. I think try to stay relatively active, but, but really nothing more than once a week. You don't need to be sharing like a daily journal of what you're doing. It's more just like a, a check-in. If you have a highlight, put that up and you know, if there's something big that you add, like say you have like your junior season highlight tape, I think that's fair to, to to post and then maybe DM some coaches and just say, hey, coach, just checking in as a heads up, just posted my my highlight tape, would love for you to take a look or try to promote when you actually have like substantial content. But I think trying to be like, hey, I just did a 45 minute strength workout, check it out would, would be a little overwhelming or talk a little bit about D3 sports. Uh, what are some positives that, and uh, maybe even some myths about uh, what people think about D3 sports and how that you kind of can help them uh, think about how a D3 sport might be a good fit for them? There are a ton. So, I mean, primary among them that we're trying to disprove is this idea that there's no money available, you know, at the at a D3 school. So, I think a lot of people know that Division three schools cannot offer athletic scholarships, but that doesn't mean that you can't get a significant discount or go for free to one of these schools. And a lot of that happens through grades. Extracurriculars can be based on proximity. So there are scholarships based on where you live. If you live close to campus, if you're from a state that a school doesn't traditionally get kids from, they're looking to incentivize and try to inc increase numbers from different states. So I think our advice is always just do your research. If there's a school you're interested in and it is expensive, don't write it off just because the sticker price is big. Take a look at their financial aid because maybe if you have a 3.5 GPA, they offer a $10,000 discount for anyone with over a 3.3. And then you're from Ohio and they have a $10,000 grant for kids from Ohio because they're trying to pull more kids in from that particular area. Like th those are real scholarships we've seen and we've put together threads on Twitter and, and on our newsletter to try to try to highlight this stuff and just show you, show kids where that money is available. And I think by like putting together some of those discounts, you can end up going to school for way less than you think. What's another positive with D3 schools, uh, maybe like size or playing, uh, playing possibilities? One positive is just it's really high level competition. I, I would say without the need to have it be your entire life or identity. 
as a student. So I think at a lot of division one schools, like every year there's a new uh, scandal about some major school having classes that aren't really real or kids aren't attending class. They're just getting kind of a fake degree or uh, having tutors do their work and and their whole job is to be an athlete. And I think at the division three level, you get to be both and your sport is extremely important. Again, it's high level, but but you also have this really rich experience in the classroom with your professors, getting to know them and really getting a strong education, which is what ultimately sets you up for, for life after college. Yeah. It's just not said enough how, how you really get to do both at the division three level. We went to a recruiting seminar years ago and there was a, I don't think it was a D three school. I think it was a NAI school and it was out just outside of Lawrence, Kansas. And one of his recruiting, uh, little lines was, Hey, come to Baker play and then go buy yourself a KU Jersey and you can go to all their football and basketball games. You, and that's kind of the way my son's doing in Columbia. He can go to a Missouri game because he's in Columbia, Missouri, but he's going to Columbia college. Did you get to do that at, at your university being outside of Philadelphia, get to go to some big time athletic stuff and uh, go to a D three college? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we got to go to a bunch of Philadelphia sporting events and, Again, that that big city experience was right there if I wanted it, but there was such a strong community on campus that I think the vast majority of kids lived on campus all four years and a lot of social events were there. And, you know, we'd spend time going to support other teams and other, we had friends that were other athletes. And so we'd go to a, you know, women's soccer game or watch the men's tennis team play. That was enough a lot of times because it was such a strong community uh, within our sphere that, you know, I probably only went to Philly 10 to 15 times for a sporting event. Or, you know, some kind of social thing. I did take a class at Penn. Swarthmore had this consortium with Penn in Philadelphia. So I was able to, my junior year, take a class. So I would go in once every week. But that was more for an academic experience, not not as much a sports-related thing. But it doesn't really matter what level that you are playing at. Getting a hold of a, a college coach and telling them that you want to play, and maybe even especially at the uh, D3 or, or NAI or Division II, their resources are not as big as what a, a big division one would be. So would you say that it's true to, if you show some interest in that college, there's a pretty good likelihood that they'll, they'll show some interest in you. I'm not sure if you've heard of this guy, but Jeff Salingo is a writer. I believe he's a former Washington post or New York times uh, reporter, but he wrote this book called who gets in and why And he talked about, he broke down colleges and universities into two categories called buyers and sellers. And, and I think it definitely applies to the D3 level where you have sellers, we'll, we'll call them like the Wash U's and the the Johns Hopkins who have this really like a, like a brand and a known high-level academic experience, high-level ac- athletics. And, and they are really the ones that, you know, there's not a ton of space and there is a ton of competition for those spaces. And then I think you have more of the buyers who are who are trying to find kids and and that would be more of the category I think you're describing where if uh, you show some interest they might show some interest back so I think it just kind of depends on on the type of school I, I I just feel like there's such a high level of competition for you know a school like an NYU or that again has like a a clear brand recognition around their academic offering that just because you are interested in going there does not mean that you're going to have or reciprocated interest from the coaching staff. Yeah, that that's a great point because every level of play, D1 through junior college, has different levels within their own levels. So 
there's top 20, there's top 25. And then there's, there's teams that the sports maybe aren't as important or that particular sport is not as important. So finding those levels of play is, is part of the research that uh, I think you and I are trying to uh, have prospective student athletes do so they can find the right fit on whether they want to play at a championship level or whether they want to be able to play their sport and play for the three or four years that they're there. Definitely. Give us anything else about D3 Direct that we maybe missed that you would like to pass along. And uh, if we, if we think of something down the road, uh, Carl, we can, we can do this again, but uh, give give us a little bit of uh, more information on recruiting or what you guys can do to help. And, and uh, we can hopefully uh, direct people to you to, uh, learn more about the D3 sports. We're here to help. I, I think I started this again to be the resource that I wish I had had when I was a prospective college athlete and trying to get recruited and reach out. We might not be able to respond as soon as possible or you know instantly, but like, I think we'll eventually get to you. And we're also looking for suggestions. You know, we want to we want to make information that's relevant. And as I mentioned earlier, we're we're trying to combine a number of different perspectives and from people who have done it from former D3 athletes. And so build that knowledge base, but we also realize that things are changing and and the world of recruiting looks different than it did when I went through it and when some of these other people went through it. So if there is a question out there that you have, don't assume that someone else is going to have it and and just reach out, interact with us and ask, and, and we'll see what we can do to help. And tell us again, how people can uh, see your information or get a hold of you. Sure. Yeah. I think the best place to start is, is uh, Twitter at D3 direct uh, D the number three, and then the word direct. And the link in our bio has basically everywhere we're active. And then uh, you can always email us at D and then the word three. So, and then direct at gmail.com. And then we also have a, a regular podcast where we post you know, our full interviews with former student athletes who are doing a variety of cool things in the world after they graduate from traveling and playing abroad to working in healthcare and coaching, trying to, again, show the the broad possibilities after playing at the D3 level and, and getting that, that high quality education. And I've got to listen to a couple of those and, and colleges, the four to five years that set you up for the next 40 years. So those are great interviews. What's the, what's the name of your podcast? It's called the student athlete sessions. So anywhere you listen to podcasts, you should be able to find it. And it, it also, again, is in that link in our Twitter bio. So feel free to check it out. Well, that's, that's awesome, Carl. And like you said, recruiting and, and athletics is changing and uh, we'll try to get back together and maybe talk about some of the, uh, the new and changing things that are coming up in, in recruiting and, and division three uh, down the road. So we'll stay in contact. So I, we appreciate your time and uh, uh, hopefully we can get back together and we just uh, encourage people to uh, go to D3 direct and, and, uh, glean some uh, free and and inexpensive uh, resources that can help answer some of your questions on on uh, recruiting at uh, not only the D3 level, but a lot of the things that they're going to talk about are going to be good at, at, at any level that you might be looking at. Yep. Yeah. We try to make our information general uh, for the most part and sprinkling some D3 specific stuff. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Brent. It's a great, well, we, great opportunity. We, we appreciate it, Carl, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you to Carl Barkley and D3 Direct for a great interview. I invite you to click on D3 Direct's links in this episode's show notes. Next week's episode will be a breakdown of this two-part interview and will recount and expand on key points that Carl from D3 Direct gave us. 
I really like doing interviews with ex-college players and also other recruiting educators. We pick up new and helpful information, and it also backs up the Recruit Me philosophy and its seven steps to an athletic scholarship found in the Recruit Me 3.0 athletic scholarship system. Go to recruit-me.com to get your Recruit Me 3.0 system for only $39. Last week, I introduced you to the Athletic Scholarship 24-month Recruiting Planner and Journal. And on page 5 is a recruiting checklist. There are nine sections of the recruiting checklist that you can get. Section 3 of the recruiting checklist is Produce Your Video. Items to check off are Personal Introduction Highlights Continuous Footage Edit and Produce Post online. Respond to coaches' requests. Next week, we will get into Section 4 of the Recruiting Checklist. Track your communications. Thank you for listening to the Athletic Scholarship Podcast.